Welcome back to the Stock Market Options Trading Podcast. My name is Eric, and I'm going to go out on a little bit of a tangent today in this episode and want to discuss the idea of looking at a price chart and seeing it as a price time continuum. Now, I got this idea from a video on YouTube a while back, and to be honest, I can't remember exactly which one or exactly who was talking about it, but it it stuck in my mind for a while. And these days, with the way the market is, and we'll get into it here in a minute, I really thought it was relevant and kind of an interesting topic to explore to help help us sort of navigate the markets these days, primarily because of all the Fed-related reports that uh, affect monetary policy, and we can see how uh, the market just seems to revolve around these things. So this is going to make a little bit more, uh, again, more sense in a minute. But So let's consider a price chart as a price-time continuum as an analogy to the space-time continuum in which large objects like planets, stars, those type of thing, black holes, they can warp the fabric of space-time, causing things like gravitational pull as they get closer. So let's just kind of start with the price chart. And you've probably heard the phrase before, only price pays. And this is primarily why there's so many technical analysis people out there, and myself included. And the reason why technical analysis is so popular is because we know that price pays, so we want to follow price, and you can uh, make your strategies or adjust your strategies according to that price action. And there, we know there's a ton of indicators um, to help predict, you know, help predict future prices. There's price patterns. There's moving averages. There's all these sort of um, variables and indicators that will help you analyze the charts in various ways. Options analysis is something we've talked about before. Uh, but I want to get back to the basics, though, just for a minute. And let's just take everything off the chart. We'll just imagine you're looking at a blank chart of your favorite stock or index. Now, let's pretend we're looking at a five-minute chart, for example. And we're watching the price zigzag around over the course of a few hours. And so let's just think about what are we actually looking at? Nothing on the chart other than just the candlesticks. What are we actually looking at? And basically what we're looking at is price plotted against time. And I want to refer to this itself as the price time continuum. It's price over time. Pretty simple. Now, why does the price move around? Well, there are countless market participants, investors, traders, all sorts of people that are constantly buying and selling stocks for their own financial benefit. And the stock is going to move in response to whether or not there are more sellers or more buyers for that particular given period. Again, we'll just stick with the five-minute chart for now. Now, one of the reasons we watch the chart so much is because it is a true historical record of price plotted against time where all the market participants for a brief moment agree that this is what the price is for that particular time interval. There's, There's some sort of transaction there, right? Now, what would make the market participants drive the price up or down? Again, everyone is trying to buy low, sell high, or sell high and buy low. And they're every, everyone is out there for their own financial gain. So you have to assume that they're making decisions because they think that they're going to be able to make money by buying and selling in that particular period. Now, a lot of the decision-making that can move the chart around for buying and selling is the fact that there's new information coming into the market basically on a near 24-7 basis these days. And this is one of the key drivers of price, which is new information coming into the market. And this is why people pay for Bloomberg terminals and, and whatever analysis, you know, websites and alerts and all these things, because 
when the new information comes, that can cause a move in the market, which may uh, have you adjust your strategy or position or whatever. This constant influx of information can cause investors to buy more, sell some, buy or sell options to take a position or hedge a position, which then cause the market makers to buy or sell the underlying. So there's a, there can be a cascading effect for some of these large reports uh, that get entered into the market. Now, all of these things can be drivers of moving price around, and we're able to see it on the chart, which is pretty cool. Now, let's think about the regular trading day for a second. So the market for the regular session is open for six and a half hours a day, 9.30 Eastern time to 4 p.m. Eastern time. And that means that there are 17 and a half hours when the market is closed. Now, we do have the pre-market, post-market, and there's the futures market. So it's never fully closed, but you know the, the standard uh, action is going to be in that regular session. That's where you're going to see most of the trading volume. Well, there's a lot of information that can come out in that 17 and a half hours when the market is technically closed. This can include earnings reports, economic reports. Uh, there can be news from overseas markets or other continents. And when the market opens up the next day, all of that information from the overnight session can cause the market to gap up or down, and it really has to be absorbed in that opening 15 minutes or so of the market. So this is why we get gaps, and this is why some traders prefer futures, because futures trade basically 24-7, so you don't really see the gaps, although you can get some thin trading and price can kind of get manipulated during those times. That's a whole nother thing. But but basically, when the market opens the next day, that's why we see gaps, because there's been new information released into the market at some point, and it can be a lot, it can be a very little, and that can cause that gap. So when the gap happens, you have to let the market absorb that a little bit, the regular session when I say the market during the regular session, you have to let it absorb some of that. And that can take 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, depending on the magnitude of whatever that information is. So when we're looking at the chart and we see the price time continuum there, we know that it's actually not continuous throughout the entire night, which is why we can get those gaps. Now, once the market's open and we're on a, you know, quote unquote, normal day, the price time continuum can be in a state of equilibrium. And we can start to see trends emerge where the market may be, may be continuing to digest previously released information, such as economic reports, product announcements, all those things, mergers, for examples. And this is when various indicators or chart patterns are the most reliable. Basically, when it's a slow news day and the market is not reacting to some large catalyst, your indicators, your patterns, whatever it is you're following, those are going to be more reliable. So again, if we think of the chart as a price time continuum, whereas new information is released causing price to move through time in various ways, we can compare it to the space time continuum with the idea that a massive object like a Fed announcement or a star in space, it can warp that fabric of space time. Something like a Fed announcement or a rate hike can warp the fabric in the price time as well. And because of this, investors' behavior, the market's behavior leading up to these events may drive market volatility, disrupting the traditionally linear relationship between price and time in the trading charts. Now, these days, the biggest objects moving through the price time continuum in the financial markets are related to monetary policy. And we've seen this a lot lately. This is partly why I'm doing this episode. For example, we know the Fed meets every month to tell us if they're going to be hiking rates or not. And along the way, we're going to see inflation reports that 
sort of imply that the what the Fed will do. So it's it's like a never ending thing these days. So the FOMC meeting minutes being released is a known market catalyst. We know this thing is coming. They're typically released on a Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, and then Powell does a, a speech or press conference or whatever afterwards. So we know that event itself, there can be some anticipatory effect of price moving into that event. It could go up, it could go down. And then once everything's released and the new information is there, the market can then react to it as well. And the idea here is that this uncertainty before one of these events causes can cause speculation surrounding these known catalysts that we know can be market moving. And this can cause a warping effect, which can cause significant variations in the trading charts. And, and this can be sort of an anticipatory effect, as I mentioned before. The takeaway is that major known catalysts can cause a change in behavior leading up to the event and directly after the event, I know sometimes after these Fed announcements, sometimes you don't get the true reaction until the following day. Sometimes it can take a while for the market to really kind of lock into what the Fed's you know plans are for the policy. So because of these effects, any indicator or price pattern you are using has a higher chance of giving you a false signal during these periods because indicators, price patterns, all these things, they are not aware of the Fed announcement, for example. And when information is released, the market can quickly reverse, causing a false signal. As an example, the Fed may be announcing a rate hike decision in the afternoon. For most of the day, the chart maybe rallies into the event because the market is expecting or anticipating Powell to be dovish, let's say. And during this time, you start to see bullish patterns. Maybe you see breakout patterns, moving average crossovers, you know, your MACD is turning up or whatever. But when the actual announcement comes out, the market can quickly reverse and basically destroy any signal you've had. I know if you traded a few years ago, there was some funny memes out there about Trump tweeting, which would cause these market spikes because he would tweet something that that would seem like it would affect the financial markets. And, you know, whatever strategy you were trading, it didn't matter because this information was released and it just spiked the market and you just got a quick move. And typically it would be against you, right? So the way I handle this in my trading is to just understand that the price time continuum can warp leading up to major news releases. Could be FOMC. Again, it could be an earnings report for a bellwether type stock. Think about Apple or one of these names who, who are heavily weighted. Um, these things can cause the entire market to pull back, for example, if Apple were to tank 4% after earnings. So the other things are inflation reports and jobs reports are also major uh, catalysts these days. Now, this doesn't mean that you're going to really see the price time continuum warp, right? You're not going to see that. It just means that whatever technical analysis you're using is probably going to be a little bit less reliable and that you really just need to make sure that, you know, you have some market awareness that these things are happening and just have a little bit of caution going into some of these events. So a couple ways you can um, sort of factor this in is you could still take your trades, but maybe you take a smaller size and then you can add to it if it goes your way or stop yourself out if it doesn't. And you can sort of minimize your losses there. It could mean just skipping the trade until after the event. I know in our SPX zero DTE group over in the alpha crunching group, a lot of times we, you know, we don't, you know, try to trade zero DTE on the day of a Fed because we just don't know what's going to happen and things can can move really quickly against you. 
The other thing it can mean is maybe you hedge yourself for a move in either direction. So if you think that the market is uh, overpriced in volatility, like if, if, if the VIX is spiking into an event, maybe you become a vol seller, that type of thing. Or you could just hedge yourself um, in general if you're a long-term um, stockholder, that, that type of thing. But really the takeaway is that whatever you are trading, you need to be aware of these upcoming market moving events and really understand that the behavior of the market can change leading up to and directly after the event. So find yourself an economic calendar. I use the one, I think it's on dailyeffects.com. Um, I post some of these over on the website if you guys want to uh, come check that out. That's over at stockmarketoptionstrading.net. And if you trade the S&P 500 like I do, again, most of this is going to revolve around monetary policy, which includes things like FOMC, jobs reports, inflation reports. If you're trading a specific stock, not only do you have to worry about the Fed and, and all those things, you also have to think about product announcements, earnings reports, and those types of things as well. So stocks can be a little bit more tricky because there's multiple things that can affect it, whereas the index is gonna, you know, isn't going to totally tank if one stock um, has a problem, right? So I hope you found this interesting, the idea of the price time continuum and that large objects like uh, Fed announcements can warp the price action before and after. And you just need to have a little bit of caution going into some of these events. So I hope that helped. Hope you found it interesting. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you in the next episode.